0: Welcome back to Revive Nations podcast. Revive Nations is a global ministry with one mission, to raise an army of Jesus lovers around the world. Prepare your heart to receive something fresh from the voice of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, and be revived, renewed, and restored. There is a system change. There is a system change. There is a system change. You are no more assigned to build the pyramids. Now you are assigned to build the kingdom. There is a system change. No more is there chains on your hands. Now you are free to bring a clap offering unto the Lord. No more are you bound. No more are you a slave to sin. Have a little one that you desire to see grow in the things of God. Subscribe to Revive Nations Kids on YouTube for an exciting array of programs every week. ReviveNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. You know, people of God at home, I, I need to help you more than the people here because uh, the people here, there are many dynamics that is helping them. There are many factors that are helping them. Uh, proximity of anointing is, is. Uh, is their advantage, the physical proximity. Um, But those at home, your disadvantages are many in terms of distractions. So I need to help you to receive from the Lord as much as the people here are receiving in the room. You know, sometimes when there is an atmosphere for miracles, there is an atmosphere for healings, there is an atmosphere now, yes, yes. So you, you, you are a little tired, you're a little sleepy, you're a little distracted, and suddenly somebody next to you is going, pop, 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 and you're like, oh, I woke up. Something is happening. And suddenly you see somebody crying, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, God is moving. Let me close my eyes and focus back again. You know. But when everything that you receive is on a, a 10 into 15 inch screen, when everything that you receive is, in a, is coming from a small speaker in front of you, uh, the human psychology has a way of limiting what is happening. So this is where your spiritual intelligence must override your human psychology. Are you following me? This is, this is important for you, those that are here as well. These are good information. So the manner in which you are able to tap in the, into the same level of grace and anointing is the manner in which you rever what God is doing in through that screen through that is in front of you. The level of your reverence will determine how much of that screen comes out and manifests in your room. The level of what? reverence and for those that i here, it, it applies to you as well the level of your reverence will determine how much you tap into the cloud so i'm going to just share the parts that the lord spoke to me the most jose 11. when israel was a child i loved him when israel was somebody that didn't have great skill i loved him that means that the love was unconditional the love was not because of what he had to offer the Lord is speaking to some people here when you were a child when there was nothing that you had in your hands of significance to offer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords you were loved by him ah, ah. when you had nothing of great importance to give to the Lord he loved you Church do you hear what the Lord is saying the bride of Christ do you hear what the Lord is saying you know one of the most most amazing part of my birthday is when my children Make greeting cards. I, I look at that card. and I think it's the most beautiful moment in, in on my birthday because it it just fills my heart with so much joy I, I I look forward to that. I look forward to what they're going to write in the card. You know sometimes my daughter writes in that saying, "Dada, you're the best Dada in the world." But the thing is, even though they don't have something substantial to give to us. That little card is what melts my heart. More than all the cards that I have received that week. More than all the expensive gifts that I have received. That one card has moved me so much because I have loved somebody unconditionally. I have loved them beyond their capacity. I have loved them beyond their offerings they bring to me. And that is what the Lord is speaking to his bride today. And he is saying, remember, when I loved you, I didn't love you because you qualified for my love. I didn't love you because you prayed for three hours. I didn't love you because you were holy enough for me. Even when you were a child, even when you didn't understand me, Even when you didn't comprehend my love, I loved you as a child. One of the things that the Lord is asking from us, the bride, the demand, of the love of Lord Jesus Christ towards us, is more than the love of your Father, or your mother, or your husband, or your wife, or your children. The love of God is more than all the love that you have experienced in a lifetime. Because His love did love you when you were nothing. Because His love created you. His love knew your end from the beginning and still loved you. His love knew your rebellious side and still loved you. His love knew your broken side and still loved you. His love knew that you would choose to walk away from Him and still loved you. There is no love that is more unconditional more There is no love in the world that can be compared to the love of Christ His love is perfect The greatest shock that happens in In marriages when a couple just go to their honeymoon and they are enjoying their honeymoon. Ah, they are having fun until they realize that no matter how much they think they are in the moon that at one point the honey comes to an end and the bitter part of life begins to manifest the sour parts begins to manifest the salty parts begins to manifest and that is what they were never ready for because they only signed up for the honeymoon pastor they signed up for the part that they thought is going to be honey for a lifetime. And then suddenly when reality hits them is the fact that, that there are disagreements that they never thought they would have when it manifests in their life. When they never thought that there would be something that the husband can say that could hurt the wife. That there was something that the wife could do that would hurt the husband. It creates shock system in marriages because they did not expect that somebody they choose to make a covenant with, somebody they choose to be married with, is going to disappoint them. You see, they could not choose their parents. They could not choose who their mother is going to be, who their father is going to be. But they could choose who their husband could be. They could choose who their wife could be and therefore the disappointment is greater, but I choose my wife, I choose my husband. There is an expectation that comes with that choice and then when people are not willing to face reality for the next decade after decade, they live with unforgiveness and bitterness and disappointment because of the high expectation they placed in their choice. But when it comes to the Lord Jesus, the manner in which he loves us is so unique because he knew what you were capable of. He knew how you would function. He knows the end from the beginning. Yet he does not judge you, yet he does not push you away, yet he does not treat you any less privilege. He loves you just like he loved Apostle Paul. He loved you just like he loved John and Peter. He loves you just the same, equal love, nothing less. He loved you with an everlasting love, nothing less. Even after he knew that we would be imperfect in our love. That is the beauty. Even after knowing all that, he loved us unconditionally. And so the demand of God's love is not like how your husband expects, okay? Or your wife expects, or your father expects, or your mother expects. The demand of God's love is way greater than any other human demand. Let me try to break it down. You see, in the marriage, you, you tend to understand, okay, this is my husband, I make peace with it. <laughs> this is my wife, I make peace with it. I'm, I need to survive, I need to live. I want peace in the house. You make peace with it. And you start at making adjustments so that you can survive. But when it comes to God, He is not saying, okay, you do what you want. He's saying, no. I'm preparing my bride for me. Do you understand what I'm saying? With Christ, He has given you so much. He has given you so much that He is not willing for you to just be lost and give half-hearted love. He is going to wrestle with you for a lifetime. Until you grow to the maturity and be qualified for the love that he gave to you from the beginning. So, I want you to understand this about God because otherwise you're going to have a hard time as a believer. God will never force you. But he will never let you go. He will never force you. He will knock on the heart's door. He will keep working on your character. He will keep polishing you. He will keep shaping you until you become in his image and likeness for which you are created. Throughout the scriptures you will see there was so much expectation that God had. So much expectation God had. So much expectation God had. You will see this in the chapter. You will see this in this chapter. And God is not refraining himself from telling you about his expectation. So let's read about it. And it says, Out of Egypt I called my son. My son was stuck in Egypt. He had a master. I was not his master. He had another master. I was not in charge. There was another person in charge in his life. He was not reporting to me. There was another person he was reporting to. I was not providing for him. There was another person that was taking from him. He was a slave to another system. He was a slave to another world. He was a slave to another culture. And the Lord says I called my son out of Egypt I called him I brought him out I delivered him from Egypt I delivered him from the false master I delivered him from the false master called sin I delivered him from another system I delivered him from another culture I delivered him from that world and I brought him into my world where now I am the Lord of his life. Now I am the king in his life. Now I am in charge for his life. My goodness. My God. There is a system change. 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 You are no more assigned to build the pyramids. Now you are assigned to build the kingdom. There is a system change. No more is there chains on your hands. Now you are free to bring a clap offering unto the Lord. No more are you bound. No more are you a slave to sin. You are free, says the Lord. This is God's testimony about you. Today, you are blessed enough to bring an offering to the Lord. But the Lord is saying, I loved you before you could even bring an offering to me. That means, if you are bringing an offering to me today, it is not because you are are able to bring an offering. You're bringing an offering to me today because I blessed you enough for you to have something to bring to my house in the first place. I didn't love you for what you brought. I loved you even before you had the capacity to bring something to me the spirit of the lord is declaring to somebody i called my son out of egypt have you forgotten it you are no more in the world have you forgotten you are in a new kingdom you are no more in the kingdom of darkness because you are not in egypt anymore you function in a different grace because when they came out of egypt The system changed. And now they were under a system called the cloud. The cloud provided for them. The cloud gave them food every morning. The cloud gave them the meat that they needed. The cloud caused the clothes to grow with them. The shoes were never worn out. You are in a different system in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hands to three people and tell them, touch them and say to them, you are under a different system. Ratika mana. Move, move by faith. Touch three things around you and declare it. In the name of Jesus. I declare to your wallet, you are under a new system in the name of Jesus. I declare to your mental strength, your mental strength. I'm declaring this over you. You are under a new system. I'm commanding our children in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you are, however old you are, children. I command the grace of God. The blood of Jesus is covering our children. What happens to the world shall not happen to you. Our children are protected under a different system in the name of Jesus. I hear the Lord say, if you are not aware that God has called you out of Egypt, you can be out of Egypt and still be under the system of Egypt. The system of Egypt came and took when they want to take, the system of Egypt broke things when they want to break. But I'm declaring this over you alertness and consciousness of the fact that you are under a new system You are under a revival system la roba Ratha baba bring your husband under the cloud bring your wife under the cloud bring your children under the cloud We are bringing everything in your house under a new system of God Somebody make a a direct plea to the Lord. Lord, open my eyes to the new system. So that I don't function in the system of Egypt. Listen. Those that God has allowed to connect to the stream, to connect this ministry, it is not an accident. You have not come to an organization. You have come to a living ministry. You have come to a ministry that is led by the river of God. A ministry that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. You cannot be part of us and continue functioning like the way you functioned before. I call you into the new system in the name of Jesus. I'm calling you into the new system. I may not have known you. I may not have met you. I don't need to lay hands on you. The word of God is going to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. My dear, stand upright, stretch your rod, and command the Red Sea to part, and watch my God work for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Look at the neighbor and say, practice the new system, practice the new system. Ah, practice it, practice it. Come back and tell me that this grace works. One of the requirements for you, to come out of Egypt the Bible says their cry reached the heaven do you hear me their cry reached the heaven child of God it doesn't matter how long you have been in a church until you are desperate and humble enough to cry And until you're humble enough to be persistent, and until you're determined enough for your cry to be heard in heaven, the cry doesn't make it to heaven. The Lord is waiting to see how desperate you are. It took them 430 years before God could come to Moses and said, their cry has reached me. That means before I heard their cry, but it was not desperate enough. Before I heard them cry, but it had not reached the heavens yet. Verse 2 says, the more they were called, the more they went away. They kept sacrificing to the Baals and burning offerings to idols. They kept saying, There's something. Listen, 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 listen. Don't don't be self-righteous about these Israelites. This is talking about the human nature. It's talking about you and I. Of what can happen if this if it wasn't for the grace of God. If you don't submit to the grace of God, this is what can happen to us. He's saying that the more God calls us, the more. We have the capacity to walk away. Think about it. King of kings and the Lord of lords calling us. And we have the capacity to walk away. Ha. Ah! Ha. Ah. Ah. You need to cry. And say, Lord, there is a part of me. The fallen nature of man. That has the capacity to hear God. And still walk away. Please, the Bible says, "Those who think they are standing, let them beware that lest they fall." So, if you're confident that ah, that's not me, it's you. You are the one that's going down first. So, you, have you taken that part of you and brought it to the cross and say, "God, this part of me, I'm going to wrestle." God requires for us to wrestle through the night and bring to the altar that part of you, that part of you that can hear God, you can hear this sermon and go back and sin. Ah! Bring it to the Lord. Say, God, this part of me, I need your strength to take over. Children of God, if you bring it to the feet of Jesus, He's going to strengthen your feet. If you bring that part of you, if you keep quiet, it won't happen. But if you will confess and say, God, there is a part of me that that loves disobeying you. Please help me. If you open your mouth and have the humility to confess that tonight, he will help you. He will help you. How long should I say it? Brother, sister, until there is no more renew, drag that part of you every day to the feet of Jesus. And kept sacrificing to the Baals. God was blessing them. But instead of valuing that, they kept going back to the Baal the idol, the idol that has eyes but cannot see, ears but cannot hear. There is a lack of understanding of the source of blessing in your life. So when you know that there is a stream that is blessing you, there is always the enemy that tries hard to make you fight that stream. There is always a flesh In your DNA. The fallen nature of man. Instead of understanding the stream. And running with the stream. The fallen nature will always prefer to make you go. And sacrificially give. To somebody. To places that doesn't bless you. Verse 3. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them up their arms. God is the one who taught you to walk. God held your hands. But they did not know that I healed them. Many times we expecting healings to come in a service. We expecting healing to come. Somebody prayed and it happened. But do you know there is an atmosphere that brings healing. Where you don't have to say a word of prayer. But the lord is healing you there are sickness that should have killed you a long time ago but that sickness has not touched you because of the grace of the lord jesus christ there are diseases that would have taken you and your family destroyed your family destroyed your house but it did not destroy you the bible is saying that they did not even know That it was God who healed them, because we don't see the mighty hand of God physically in action, we fail to understand His work in our life. Somebody say, "Thank you, Lord, that I can breathe without an oxygen machine." Thank Him, 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 thank Him. Verse 4, I led them with cords of kindness, with the bands of love. Cords of kindness, bands of love. Cords of kindness, bands of love. Cords of kindness, bands of love. love. Your strength of why you stand is God's kindness to you. The band of his love. And I became to them as one who eases the yoke on their jaws. And I bent down to them and fed them. The yoke of Christ is easy. Some of you feel like the pursuit of God is a burden. We feel like what God demands from us is too much. Guess what? The Lord is saying, God eases our yoke. What the king of Egypt would ask of you would always be much harsher. What the king of Egypt will demand from you will have no kindness. What the king of Egypt will demand from you will have no bands of love. The king of Egypt, what he demands from you, will have no forgiveness. But yet, the demands of God, the demands of God, is embroidered with grace, mercy, kindness, compassion, and love. He's not asking. much he's asking for your heart he's asking for your gaze he's asking for your attention undivided attention he's asking for your unbroken communion he's asking for your first love church is that too much He's asking that we would once again walk in the garden of love with Him. Once again, that you would, you would pay attention to hear the footsteps of His grace. Thank you for listening. Make sure to share this episode on your favorite social media and with a friend. Until next time, stay under the mighty hand of God.